when, when we're talking about optimization, can we have a conversation about the different ways in which the body might use a bar versus a shake versus a whole food? Like, yeah, we can have that conversation, but in no way are we ever going to demonize any way of taking in key nutrients into your body because like that's, that's winning. everyone and welcome back to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. I'm Kelsey. I'm Rachel and that was the best time for the chops, chopstick You can't player. tell. <laughs> you can't tell while I'm saying it. <laughs> I talk well, on at the same time. Sometimes I actually don't know I'm doing other things while I'm speaking until the time is over. <laughs> well, uh, you're all chopsticked up. Uh, no. that would be the chapstick. No, what do you call it? What do you lip slap? Oh, lip slap. <laughs> I thought it was slap. chopstick. <laughs> no. Why did I think it was? That is a totally other meaning, weirdo. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was that. It's lip slap. Avi. Avi. Guys, if you're not watching on YouTube, I'm going to need you to go over there real quick because Rachel's background is top notch. Like just aesthetically, I just have to tell you guys, like we didn't talk about this before we came on. She has like a foamed matcha. Like, did you get a foamer? What are you doing over there? You, (laughs) (laughs) but like, it's the, it's, she's got the lavender. She's got a cool backdrop. She has a foamed matcha. Really nice. I just want you guys to know this plant that's behind me is sitting on my chair. <laughs> like we'll just give it some depth over here. But she's sitting. <laughs> Listen, I've been working on my office. It's melting. <laughs> that doesn't look nearly as nice as mine. I've been working on my on my office, and I actually was forced into this because normally I record like in my like great, like dining room area or whatever it's called where we eat breakfast. And, um, I've never called it a great room. You didn't grow up like that. Who are I you? know in the pala. It was a pala. <laughs> it was a kitchen. So anyway, breaking generational barriers. Now we it's, have a great room. It, no, it's that space. She moved in, south. She has a great room. No, it's it. Well, first of all, it, when we grew up, there were walls in between rooms and now yeah. everything's one big room. So it's not, it doesn't have a name, that room that I'm sitting in. It's, it's between the kitchen and the, and the pala. <laughs> True. But there's just like a table hanging out there. There's no wall. So it's like, whatever. I'm, I don't the know. Pala. <laughs> It's whatever. So I normally record there, but I got this, it's a windy day here. And I got this squeaky, like freaking, I don't know what it's called. The drain, you know, the drains that, I don't know, something outside squeaking. And it is like squeaking like a mofo. And I was like, you can absolutely hear this. So I was like, all right, I got to go in my office. It's not really ready, but I'm going to do it. So listen, Standards. (laughs) Standards. <laughs> I'm not being ready. 
Don't pet your fake plant back there. It's weird. Uh, no, I do not have a frother. I put my matcha in a magic bullet every day because I blend it with my collagen, with my glow up. So um, I, I like a nice blend. It makes a froth. I'm not drinking it out of a clear cup to be like some sort of – because I have a superiority complex or something. I'm drinking out yeah. of a clear cup. I support it. But you I would – have would superior to this background. I have so many tumblers and all of them are dirty. Like every single tumbler. I don't like drinking out of this cup because it sweats. Mm-hmm. But yeah. all my tumblers are dirty And um, I'm not drinking matcha because I have a superiority complex too. I'm just a little bitch and I can't drink coffee. Mm -hmm. No, you just know yourself. I'm going to reframe this real quick. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just know yourself better and you know that you'll have a better day with less anxiety if you have matcha instead of a whole bunch of caffeine with your coffee. And But I do want you to say some important things there, so I'm just going to wrap it back around. I'm not saying this because we sell collagen. I'm just saying this because you mentioned it. But our collagen for first-time customers is like $19 right now. And I swear by our collagen. Rachel just brought this up. If she's just mixed it together today. And if you haven't tried it, guys, like you really need to because – but I'll tell you the downfalls. Just so you know, I'm being real with you. There are some downfalls. You have to get your nails done more often because they're it's super true. strong. Yeah. yeah. And they just grow really fast. Yeah. Like I ha- I went to my nail salon guy and we had to like cut them down. It was like a, Every a whole time. thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So you have to get your nails done more often. You also, your hair grows so fast. It's like a weed. Mine grows so fast. So I know my hair is getting too long when it starts getting caught like in my belt, my lifting belt. (laughs) Oh my God. Or like in my armpits. Like it's a whole thing. And I'm like, oh, got to get it. Got to trim this beast. And I'm like, damn it. It's in my lifting belt. And I'll tell you this, my hairdresser. Now hairdressers know the, they know they have the, the, the marketplace on all the hair stuff. Right. I go there. She's like, this is growing so fast. Like, what are you doing? And I told, I told her it's the collagen during my appointment. She ordered the collagen. She legitimately, she was like, show me where it is. She's like, I don't see this. It's it's all the hair. It's harder for me too, because I like to keep my hair short. So it's like, I had to change, like I was going like every eight weeks to get cuts. And then like every time I'm um, taking collagen daily, I have to change it to six weeks because it's, it's that big of a difference. Like it'll get so long that I'm like, this is not even manageable. Um, and yeah, those are the downfalls. It sucks. It sucks having (laughs) healthy hair and nails. I hate it. Well, I'm not, I, I just, I really enjoy like the convenience. I know that there's a lot of you know, collagen on the market right now. I, before we came out with ours, I had tried all of them because I really liked the benefits of collagen, but I did not like how it mixed. I could not mix it with matcha. I could not mix it with coffee. It was gross plain. Like, but that's why, you know, we made ours. Like I've never, ever used a collagen that mixes so seamlessly with everything. Like I use a blender because I like the froth, but you don't even need to. It's so... No, I don't use a blender because there's two types of people in this world. Well, 
you know. <laughs> blenders, I I respect it. I enjoy when other people use blenders and I get to benefit from them using it. But like the idea of having to blend something feels very overwhelming to me. Like, so I just kind of like pour it in and scoop it around. But I'll tell you, ours blends so well that like if you're a person who is like me and just like as soon as I see the blender, I'm like, damn, then I'll have to wash it. Like it just well, like it's goes a magic into bullet, too many things. I'm overwhelmed by the steps. Ava, <laughs> it's just a magic bullet. I know. You're right. You're right. I should blend things more Maybe often. I'll get you one for Christmas. Yeah, I don't have one anymore. So maybe I could have one for Christmas and I would become a blending girl. <laughs> also, I'll just say this lavender is not just for a prop. This lavender smells so ridiculously it good. It looks like it smells good. Oh we my God. <laughs> it's so, between the matcha and this lavender, I have reached full zen. Oh, hey, 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 girl. Hey girl. And you got a plant on a chair. You got a fake plant on a chair. Listen, you can come over whenever. We can do the podcast together in this She's space. You know what? We'll, we're going to work. For everyone, you're going to be privy to the evolution of the office areas. And you're going to be able to see, well, we're going to reference back to this episode, guys. We're going to reference back to me sitting next to my plant on a chair so it didn't look like it just a totally blank wall. And we'll just be able to like keep up with the new things. And now I feel, you know, the pressure to be able to get my office going because I don't actually have a desk yet. I'll come in and install these. See this? Well, this is this is soundproofing. That's why it's actually there. That's it nice. looks decorative, but it's actually for like podcasting in a house with other people that live here. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's for. Um, I got the I got the acoustics. You got it. So you guys, um, on the note of Palas, we got. Shakes and bars today. Shakes and bars. Shakes and bars. What we need to know, the burning question about shakes and bars <laughs> is like, do they stack up with Whole Foods? Can I have the same gains, nutrient, nutrient absorption, like benefits basically, health-wise, if I – sub in a shake or a bar or do I need to get it from whole food I can't even say how many times we've been asked this question it's like absurd almost um and I think that one of the most important things that we want to hit home before even diving into this is that if you are thinking about this Hell freaking yeah, because you are thinking about the nutrients that are entering your body, the macros, the balance of like the things that you need. And I just want to applaud you because there is no wrong way to focus on your health in this way. So like, let's just get that out of the way. Yeah, I... First of all, I love these questions, but I love that like recently when we put out a podcast, we just kind of had some generalized discussion around, I think it was Ozempic. Um, we had some like generalized discussion around it. And one of the women commented that I love how you guys just like talk about 
the issue and there is not really this like yes this no this and I'm glad she brought that up because in so many ways sometimes I look into coming into these podcasts and be like okay which way are you gonna which way are you gonna throw your weight one one way or the other like it has to be in one direction of the or the other but in reality like when we bring it back down to reality and the nuances of nutrition and nuances of your lifestyle, your habits, and what you're thinking about for optimization, there should almost never be this one size fits all and this is what you should be doing in your life. And I would actually encourage you guys to be a little bit more curious and cautious when you start to hear some discussion that really goes, you should be doing this for every person without looking at your lifestyle, without looking at your uh, diet, your needs, your goals, optimization, how important it is to you, what is the alternative? Like all of these things are very important questions because all in all, if the difference is getting something that is filling your macronutrients or getting nothing, it's always getting something. Like we can whittle down optimization after that, but like in reality, if you're going to either get through your day and you're like, I have the option to have some kind of a protein bar or shake or whatever, or I'm not, I don't have anything else available to me, then you're going to want to go with what's available to you. Easy answer. Yeah. It, it, it's really, I think, important to highlight that Saying there is one right way is going to get you so much more attention, so many more clicks, yeah. so many more shares. Yeah. Like, because, like, that. You know what? Is... We'll just do that for clickbait. And then, like, the actual <laughs> will be like, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Let's talk you about it in a realistic use. way. <laughs> no, but I, I just, I think that, like, hanging on an extreme is so much more palatable to people because it's it I think everybody's kind of like looking for the answer but if the answer is actually only you know the answer that's like oh boy so it's so it's me again huh I have to I have to know about myself um and that's tough because you know that's a process but every single time 10 times out of 10 not taking in a key macronutrient is always going to be insuperior to taking it in in any form. So as Kelsey said, you know, when when we're talking about optimization, can we have a conversation about the different ways in which the body might use a bar versus a shake versus a whole food? Like, yeah, we can have that conversation, but in no way are we ever going to demonize any way of taking in key nutrients into your body because like that's that's winning Mm -hmm. I just wanted to touch on something you said there because I think it is valuable to consistently talk about you know as we have people's ears and as they're thinking about the information that they want to take in and surround themselves with on the internet the extremes have become so sexy so much so that people who even are extreme wanted to have put out messaging to become more extreme, like that they don't even necessarily believe in, but they know how sexy it is to go in 
in on any topic so hard and not leave space for any discussion. And that's how so much of the um, calorie deficit and all of these like really um, clickbaity terms. There's no such thing as starvation mode. There's no such thing. Like, okay. When like you get into the nuances of metabolic adaptation, then, you know, everyone stops listening because it's like, are you in starvation mode or not? (laughs) 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 Metabolic adaptation is a real thing and it's something we can talk about and how you get there. And like this, and it's not like when you break it down, like it's not actually debatable. Like that is what happens. But like, if you put it in terms of like, well, people are in starvation mode because clearly they're carrying excess body fat, things like that. Like it just becomes so um, diluted in the conversation from what is actually happening and what people are actually trying to say. So when we start to think about, you know, optimization with your macronutrients and how your body absorbs, you know, food versus processed food, which is essentially what we're talking about, right? We're we're essentially talking about, you know, naturally based proteins, whether you're getting it from from nuts, seeds, uh, animal, you know, uh, vegetables, however you're getting it when you're getting it essentially from food, or if you're getting it from more of a processed source, we're talking about bars and shakes. And when we kind of break those things down, there is definitely a difference in how your body is absorbing nutrients. And that's something to think about, but there's also the reality of your life, your lifestyle, and how much of a difference is that really making. But something you always need to keep in the back of your mind is that how your body wants to break down food and how it wants to break down nutrients and how things that are in place to do those things are there for a reason. And the more we kind of skip those processes, the more we're kind of working against our body instead of with it. And something that I like to use for just the is an easy example is like you are made to chew food is a first form of digestion. So if you're skipping one of those processes to absorb some type of macronutrients because you're drinking it, you are skipping one form of digestion, essentially, the first step that your body is taking to, A, tell tell the rest of your body we're eating, we're going to digest food, then we're going to use it for energy. So there are steps that your body is taking and it's designed to take it in those ways. So if you skip any of those, there are consequences to that. Yeah, I think, but it's hard because the word consequences works there because like, it, you know, it's not negative. Like it's it's a result of the action. Right, right. It's it's a result of the action, but like consequence in, in a, I think people put that in sort of like a negative term. It's like, again, if you were going to take in 20 grams of protein from a protein shake or no grams of protein from like it was going to be that versus nothing. I I would encourage everyone to include more protein in their life. 100%. Um, just even the thought, like just like going back, the thought of being cognizant of how much protein you're taking in in a day, and like thinking about that and sort of like roundabout, you know, 
thinking back on your meals for the day and being like, oh, I might be a little low today or paying enough attention to your body to realize like, oh, energy levels aren't there and, and what could be missing here. That is so the game. That for me is everything. And so that's why I kind of like, you know, I really wanted to do this episode because I really wanted to put out there that we have some optimization ideas surrounding like we can we can give some facts surrounding shakes bars whole foods like a hundred percent but at the same time I just want to keep it in the background that we are talking about optimization here if if you are not hitting these protein numbers consistently or any macro numbers consistently without optimization we, we have to go backwards. We have to just start where we can, we like, let's meet up at a place in which if you know, these numbers are going to be hard for you to hit with food. Maybe we just start with like some of the more convenient options. And then we move towards like, okay, how does my body feel? Like, you know, um, anecdotally, I can say for me, I know from a body comp standpoint and from just like my general like feeling and you know how my body is responding, I know that I do better when I get my macros from Whole Foods. That's organic. That's just me. I'm not saying that like that's the right way. I'm just saying I've tested this a lot and I I have a very hard time hitting protein numbers because um, I don't eat any, yeah, I really don't eat very many animal products. So I've like hugely uh, tested this with shakes and And bars. And I don't really like beans and stuff. Like it's not just like, don't get the, don't get what she's saying wrong either because like you can absolutely hit a pro a solid protein intake without taking in animal products. You absolutely can. But if you find that you're more like Rachel, where like you don't typically have a lot of animal products, you don't really like any like beans. Like there are just a lot of other like, is it cheese? There. <laughs> is it cheese though? <laughs> she wants cheese and pasta. <laughs> Rory is telling me only me and mama have milk yeah he's like you don't auntie Kelsey he's like no (laughs) well that's another thing is like people have you know dietary different dietary needs and restrictions like if you're lactose intolerant you're gonna need to like think about bars and shakes in many cases are gonna be a problem (laughs) Mm-hmm. Because, you know, although there are a lot more options on the market these days, um, because there are a lot more seemingly lactose intolerant people. Um, but I think that, you know, we have to remember that like whey protein, like that isn't that isn't it for people who have a lactose intolerance. So, you know, this is why there's no like one answer. Well, I love <laughs> that you brought that up because there are two not two, there's probably multiple camps in that, but um, there are a lot of people who have difficulty digesting certain proteins as well and find it easier to digest um, proteins that are found in a powder supplement that are, that they can drink and they, and they skip some of the digestive processes in there. So like there are 
definitely ways you can work around that. There are definitely proteins that are easier to to digest when it comes to like egg whites. <laughs> Me loving egg whites. <laughs> there you go uh, and like, like chicken versus red meat, things like that. There are definitely proteins that are easier to digest. But when it when it comes to suggestions based along those lines, there's a lot of things that you need to figure out. And like Rachel said, just having the knowledge of being like, I know I need to increase the my protein intake on a daily basis. How am I going to do that? And then looking at how, how can I do that? What does that look like for me? Can I get it in through whole foods? Is that possible? Do I need to add some bars or some shakes in there to be able to meet my protein needs? And like looking at what, you know, how your body digests food, what type of allergies that you have, and then what your lifestyle looks like for the ability to carry some of those things around. It's Black Friday season, y'all. We have some of the best gear for the best prices. If you are looking for some amazing deals, 65% off leggings, shorts, sports bras, whatever you need. We've got activewear. We've got warm stuff. We've got everything plus free gifts. Yes, free gifts for purchases over $200. So get to the site, constantlyvariedgear.com. And if you're sending your significant other, we also have gift cards. So make sure you check us out this Black Friday season. Nobody is going to beat the smoking deals we have. You know, sometimes I am under the impression that the question really is, if there is a tastier way to do this, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Because um, the protein market – has essentially turned itself into like a dessert market <laughs> where the protein bars and shakes and the the flavors there's certainly no like steak flavored proteins like it's like everything it's is fruit loops it's uh milkshakes chocolate milkshakes like they have uh creamsicles like it's it's very birthday cake there is so many options when it comes to the more co- more convenient way to take in some of the macros. And it seems that all of them have these like, I'm going to quote this, forbidden flavors, like, oh, things you can't like have in its real form, like birthday cake. You don't want to sit down to a birthday cake. You want to sit down to a birthday cake protein shake. And I just want to make sure that when we're having this discussion, we are thinking about the fact that convenience matters when taking in, you know, adequate amounts of macros. Taste matters, okay? If you're going to set yourself up to eat boiled chicken four times a week and you hate boiled chicken, that's not going to sustain, right? But I do think that if we are discussing the best, the best (laughs) quotes, Um, the optimal way to take in protein or any macro, we want to just be aware of the flavors surrounding that and what, how those fit into the rest of our day and the rest of our goals. And, and just stop to think for a second, that's all. And then like, if they fit, they fit. And if it's awesome, it's awesome. But I just want to, I just wanted to bring that up of like the chocolate city that is all of, you know, 
um, the more convenient ways of protein, it, it all happens to also be dessert flavored. I'm glad you brought that up because um, I think we've made a lot of space for saying like, if this works for you, this works for you, go for it. But I do, I think that's an important part of the conversation where um, we're constantly training our body. We're constantly training our taste buds. We're uh, like constantly feeding some of the things that will go to, towards cravings and what the level of cravings are. And it is a fact that evolution from an evolutionary standpoint, and I'm not talking about just like the physical changes, I'm talking about like change over time, this evolution. And when it comes to how our taste buds have evolved with some of the things that we have given them, I've mentioned this in the, in the past of like how much a Starbucks, how a Starburst is like 3000 times sweeter than an actual strawberry starburst and that you become a little bit numb, not a little bit, you become numb to the taste of the real fruit as in it is not as sweet because you've been, con you've conditioned some of your taste buds to be more accustomed to the much sweeter version of that same taste flavor. And I just think that's something to be aware of. It's not something that we have to go in all of the extremes with and be like, I shall never have anything sweet because I'm training my body every day. Like it, we don't need to go in any of the extremes, but I do think if it's something that you are planning to intake on a daily basis or consistently throughout the week, that you should be aware of how it might be affecting other decisions that you're making throughout the day and like how you're how you are perceiving certain sweet things. I mean, we can't really talk about shakes and bars without addressing artificial sweeteners because yeah, they right. are so common. And um, in that particular market, you know, health conscious people are very, even are very um, trained to be aware of how much artificial sweetener are we taking in? Because, you know, we don't have hard science on whether or not artificial sweeteners have negative effects on health. We have had some in the past that have been shown to cause cancer. Um, these, we, there's, but they're constantly coming out with new ones and well, this one's better than the other one. But on average, artificial sweeteners are 180 to two, sorry, 20,000 times sweeter than sugar. No matter what, no matter what artificial sweetener you're using, you're at least 180 times sweeter than sugar. We have to think about what that is doing to our taste buds and to our cravings. I think that, you know, we've done studies on people and animals in this and giving them artificial sweeteners consistently makes them want more artificial sweeteners. Um, if you... You know, and that's not, that's not to say like, well, we're trying to eliminate all cravings for sweet foods. Like, no, cravings for sweet foods is a, that's an evolutionary need. Yeah. yeah. It's like that, like your body tells you when you need, you, you need to raise your own blood sugar by saying like, hey, we're a little low here, send in some sugar. Um, and so it's, it's not about eliminating that altogether. It's about thinking about the ways in which you're taking in the amount, I mean, 20,000 times sweeter than sugar is that's a number. And if that's coming in every single day through a shake or a bar, you know, it's just good to be aware of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think that the most important thing <laughs> as always, is just like talk about it authentically and don't try and convince yourself that you're doing something that you're not. Like, let's just like lay it out there. And then it's so much easier to be proud of the choices that you're making if you look at them in a real honest way and say like, well, here's the thing. I'm I'm choosing to supplement in these bars or, you know, these shakes or whatever, because I'm not going to meet my protein intake any other way. Okay, cool. Here. Like nice, <laughs> like nice, like nice, like glad you're thinking about your protein intake. Like I can't say enough that you all are not eating enough protein and putting too much. Uh, I say this like unapologetically, putting too much focus on the calorie deficit and not enough focus on the protein intake. Unapologetic about that. For, just for in everyone. general, the macros, yeah. like just in general, what's coming in versus. Yep what's leaving or how much I'm burning or how much cannot, mm-hmm. how much I can prevent from coming in. It's just, yeah. that's the theme. And, um, you know, so with regards to taking 20 grams of protein from an organic chicken and taking 20 grams of protein from a shake or a bar, let's just stack those up for a second and just look at them um from the viewpoint of we don't know shit about shit because we think, I think sometimes we think we're like so savvy on, oh, look at us knowing all of these processes of the body. When it really boils down to it, we don't know so much about absorption and digestion that it's almost laughable. The amount that we find out on a daily basis that's uncovered that like totally changes the game is absurd. So I just want just just like a a, a, like insert in there is because like you see everyone's body looks different (laughs) and to think that all of these bodies look so different and they develop in such different ways with the, with some of them eating the exact same food or, or same exercise level and, and just react to it differently. How could we assume that absorption would be the exact same between the bodies? That's silly. And also, just like the amount of things that are happening between a food going into your mouth and then like it coming out the other end, the amount of things that happen in between that there's so many processes that we don't fully understand. Like we don't understand a big thing that just came out is like, Oh, phytonutrients. We just discovered (laughs) these important Mm -hmm. compounds that are in plants and they have tons of health benefits. We just found out that like certain bacteria that are in your mouth, <laughs> this it's just so wild, reacts differently with certain foods to tell it how to digest in your gut. The amount of knowledge that we have on gut health, we have not even touched the surface of all of the things that are out there. And I just think that like, when we think we can just say 20 grams of protein goes in and it doesn't matter <laughs> the way in which 20 gra- I can inject it, I can uh, drink it, I can eat it in chicken and it's going to be all the same. I just think that is the most ignorant thought because of what we just still don't know about the nuances of the way that digestion is. So I, I'm not going to come forward and say that 
you know, whole foods or shakes are preferred because they, the fact is they are received differently by the body, but we don't even know the nuances in which I'm like, I'm making that statement, but we don't even know the extent of that. Yeah. Um, quick call to like thinking about those nuances and how silly that sounds with like digestion and just being uh, talking about absorption and, and, and the bacteria that's released to absorb certain nutrients. Like how silly does the just calories in versus calories out sound right now? Like we've been working on this for years, so I'm just going to relish <laughs> in well. those moments because like it just doesn't, it has never made sense. It will never make sense. Um, and to just like blanket statement people with how many calories they should be taking in, regardless of what those calories are. And for every single person, you should just be taking in this many calories and burning this many is psychotic. <laughs> I knew Think you wouldn't miss an opportunity. <laughs> I knew so, if I was like, hey, let's talk a little bit about absorption. I knew you were going to be like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Remember when we told true. people to just count calories? It's true. Well, it's just, it just like this lives on from, you know, so many people and so many people that I talk to have just starting their health and fitness journey, been in their health and fitness journey, um, you know, been on waves of like on and off the wagon per se. And, you know, of, well, I was counting, I was being really good during this time. I was counting a lot of calories and I stopped and blah, blah, blah. And like all of these things, like never taking into account lifestyle, never taking into account the seasons of your life, never taking into account basic nutrients, how your body absorbs food, and all the opportunities that we've missed along the way to learn how our bodies actually optimize the food that we are currently giving them and the foods that we, you know, we try along the way. I have made so many adjustments to my diet over the years based on the fact that like as you get older, some some type of foods just don't work anymore. That's so I go true. through phases of like of like I will love something. I'll eat it like repeatedly this is an ADHD thing. I'll eat it repeatedly. And then all of a sudden I hate it. Like I wake up one day and I'm like, I hate that food. I've eaten it. I've eaten it for three months straight. <laughs> and I hate it's a it real grocery store problem because like yes. you really stocked up when you loved it. And then that day yeah. when you wake up, you hate it. And you're like, wow, I have $200 worth of egg whites in my fridge. <laughs> and I'm like, who was she? I hate egg whites. <laughs> Dump them. <laughs> but like we are learning stuff every day. We're, we're seeing about like, oh, I have a headache this day. Like what are some of the things that I have eaten? My energy levels have been pretty low. What's going on in my life? What are some of the things that I've eaten? What have I not eaten? Yeah. You know, how much water have I intaken in these days? Like how does this protein affect me during the day? Like I have learned like uh, I love I love um, animal-based protein. So like I'm not even going to – going to go like, oh, I don't eat any of that. That's for me. But any red meats, I absorb definitely. I, I have a harder time breaking down some of those proteins. They make me feel a little bit more sluggish. Sometimes I get headaches. Like I'm for me personally, like if you just looked at that from a protein intake source and you said like, well, you're just taking in 20 grams of protein over here. You've taken the same 20 grams of protein from egg whites or chicken. Like you should be absorbing it the same. Right. And it's like, no, I'm not. Another example is for me, bars are typically, I'll just be like completely candid with this. Like they, they don't feel good. 
with me and my body. I usually get some type of headaches. I don't feel quite as full. Like I just don't like run as well. Like my energy levels tend to tank a little bit more. So for me, I used to take bars while I was traveling a lot because um, it was just like a quicker source of protein when I was on the plane, things like that, so that I didn't just have to have like uh, like snacks, like the like um, pop chips or whatever. But I found that it wasn't feeling good. It wasn't feeling good for my stomach. wasn't feeling good for my energy levels. So I switched over to having like some beef, beef jerky. And that was a great substitute for me because like, it's a similar, like it is accessible as accessible as a bar is when you're going through, um, you know, like airport security and like all of the like quick things that you can grab out of your bag and doesn't need to be kept cold. It's the same amount of accessibility, but for me, it is a superior form of like a snack or a protein rather than a bar. That's a really good point. I think that we typically categorize the shakes and the bars in this ultimate convenience kind of like mindset of like, well, that's going to be more convenient every time. And so that's why you know, it's, it works for me. But I think that, like you said, just in exploring more sources um, and, and being honestly okay with the fact that like beef jerky may have less protein than what you'd taken in a bar, but that that works better for you. And so sometimes exactly. So So like in my trade, this is why it's, it's just really hard to have this conversation because we can take one macro and we can say, all right, we're going to look at protein and we're going to say, okay, if we look at, you know, a rating system, say of like common protein sources, Um, we can kind of rate the bioavailability of like how much of this is going to make it into your body. So we could have like, okay, we, there's the chart that gives like actual ratings An egg like starts at a hundred, just like a point value. Beef at 80, milk at 91, whey protein at 104. Okay. So this is the bioavailability of a certain, of one macronutrient, Right. But what we're not taking into account is the fact that there are other things besides protein that you are ingesting in those foods. And some of them are going to have more. And these are other essential nutrients. Like we're not just like protein, like we're not just like, I have all the protein. Like that's not a balanced approach. And that's, you know, what we need to look at when we're looking at shakes and bars is Yes, they have the protein, but what are the things that they are potentially missing? What am I missing if I have protein in a shake as compared to, you know, through like a side of broccoli? Like what are the things? And we know that usually we're going to be talking about like vitamins, minerals, amino acids. Like these are the things that in whole foods – we sometimes take for granted and just like stack up protein and it's like 20 grams or 10 grams. Well, I know which one's superior, but wait, there are definitely things that you are needing to take in besides protein that are going to not only help with absorption of your key macronutrients, but are also going to balance you out. You know, there are 
like zinc, iron, there, there are things that are essential to your health. Fiber. But these are, we're not taken into account. Exactly. That was one of the, that was one of the things I was, I was hoping you would bring up because when it comes to, um, you know, just taking in protein and a lot of people are just thinking like, this is just how much I'm taking in. But when you think about just like a full scope of macronutrients and like what else you're taking in that could help with the absorption of the protein and breaking it down through digestion in your body so that you are able to digest appropriately the the protein that you're taking in so that it is available for you to either, you know, build up your muscles, go towards your energy, like all of these things. Um, so it's, it's really important to not just look at it in a vacuum because your body is never going to look at it in a vacuum. So as we dive in, as we've, you know, gone through a lot of these things, this might seem extremely complicated because you're like, okay, I know that I need to take in a variety of, I I know what my macronutrients are. I know that I need to take them in. I know that I should take in a variety of whole foods, right? And kind of sifting through what is the availability? What is my lifestyle like? What is the most important? How can I get some of these things in? It's really going to be a personal choice of how you can look at all of these things with the knowledge that we're kind of sifting through with you today and talking about what is the availability to these macronutrients within your body to absorb because essentially like it doesn't matter what you're taking if you're not absorbing it. That's why the conversation around gut health has been so just over the last like three to five years, gut health has really taken off because people have have really started to understand how important gut health is in, you know, your body's ability to maintain any of this. So like looking at all of these things is really important, but at the end of the day, you're going to take in some of this information and then you're going to say, what is my, what is my lifestyle? What does this look and feel like for me? How might I be able to make some of these adjustments based on the information that I'm given and try out what that feels like for me with the knowledge of I'm not just taking in blind amount of protein and this is exactly what I'm supposed to be taking in, but I'm not like necessarily digesting it or absorbing it, right? Or I'm just feeling a certain way because you do have a ton of other factors that are coming into place. When you take in, you know, a ton of, you know, sugar, for example, with some of these sources that are in bars or shakes, and it might be affecting your absorption in a different way rather than perhaps if you were taking in something with, you know, iron or fiber, some, some different types of nutrients that are helping you break down the protein and absorbing it better. So what I'm getting at is if you take in less protein, but you are absorbing it better, that would be superior to taking in more protein without the ability to absorb it better. And that is one of the many things that we need so to take many. into account. <laughs> yeah. And it is a lot of things, but I but I want to say though that like like you said, like it sounds really complicated, but at the end of the day, I think it's constantly varied. Yeah, <laughs> I really because someone was asking me the other day um, about like vitamins in the same in the same sense. Like, should I be taking like a multivitamin, or um, should I be trying to get all of my like vitamin like C or whatever from food? 
And I was like, okay, so this is like another question of like optimization. And I started doing like some research into it. And there are some vitamins that are better absorbed scientifically through a supplement. So like, for example, um, I think it was folic acid because I was looking at this when I was pregnant. Um, the, the preferred method of re- getting in folic acid for absorption is actually through a supplement because it, when they stack it up to like a high performing food, like spinach absorption is actually better through a supplement than it is through spinach. But for vitamin C, um, the absorption is actually better through food because of the other like photochemical, like the macro and micro things that you can't get from the supplement. Those interact with your body in a way that the vitamin C absorbs better. So it's like, there is no answer. There is no answer of like the only thing you can do if you don't want to go crazy over this, the only thing that you can do is just constantly vary it. Is like say like, hey, there's a place, you know, maybe for bars and shakes, but there's definitely also a place for whole foods. Hey, there might be a place for supplementing some of the vitamins or nutrients that I, you know, might feel like I'm deficient in. I know that, you know, for me, I always take a vitamin C supplement in the winter because I feel like that, this is again, anecdotally, I feel like that helps me get sick less. Um, But like, These are just things that you learn over time about yourself, your lifestyle. And generally, if you have this in mind, you are already miles ahead of like anything we could be doing to optimize it. It's like just thinking about it and trying for various protein sources, not always bars and shakes and not always red meat, just like, you know try the different things and see what sits best with you. See, like track your energy levels, think about how you feel and really be in touch with your body about these sources. And I guarantee you, you will find your own answers. Yeah. Which is a hard answer. I know. Well, it be, it, you know, it's always going to come back to learning because we're here to empower you in finding what feels right and what is going to optimize you to living your best, healthiest, healthiest life. Where like you go through your days with energy, you go through your days having the ability to take care of your body physically and um, mentally, of course. But when it comes when it when it comes down to looking at some of those experiments, because you're constantly experimenting with your body, but it doesn't stop because, like I said earlier, like this be open to the fact that you might find something that works that isn't going to work for everybody else. So be open to the fact that like, if you found something that is working amazing for you and you try to say like, everyone needs to have this thing, like every single day, it's like, well, that might not work for them, but also it might not work for you in five years. If we're going to be honest, like that has a hundred percent happened to me where I'm like, this used to feel fine and good. And I used to feel, you know, just fine eating some of these type of things or eating this during this time. And then, you know, I don't want to say like one day I woke up, but like as I got older, I was like, that doesn't feel good for me anymore. And if I wasn't in touch with my body and the fact that it is changing and the same thing isn't going to work for the rest of my life, 
It's not going the same type of foods that I'm going to feel great digesting when I'm 20 are not going to be the same ones that I'm going to feel great digesting when I'm 85. And that's okay because we're constantly learning and evolving. But if we are finding a way to get in touch with our bodies and being honest about you know, what some of those feelings look like, what what are some of our energy levels? What does it feel like our nutrients absorption feels like and looks like? How are we feeling on a daily basis? Because if you break it down, so many of the things that you guys are experiencing on a daily basis can be tracked down to so much of these things. So you might say like, well, I'm really tired, but like it was because I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. But if I could just insert this for a minute, like why didn't you get a lot of sleep last night? Like maybe you have a child that kept you up and you would have been sleeping otherwise. Or maybe you were you had trouble falling asleep because your body, your biorhythms, like everything was just not feeling like it could get sleep. Could that be tracked down to, you know, some anxious feelings? Could it be tracked down to some, you know, an increased amount of caffeine during the day? Could it be tracked back to some of the foods that you ate during the day? Because this is all going to affect how you participate in life, right? Like how you do life, like how you have the ability to fall asleep, like how you have the ability to have energy throughout the day and like develop these systems of how you are absorbing all of that energy and using it. It's like, it just, it is completely nuanced, but I just don't want you to overlook some of the adjustments that you could make without doing a major overhaul if we just look at them and pay attention to some of the smaller things and how we personally feel. Oh, man. That's it. <laughs> That's so it. But, you know, maybe we should just throw in for like a, a pre-episode quote, like, bars are superior. Mm-hmm. If you're not having bars, you suck. You and have then to we'll get like a hand gesture. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you need a bar and you need a bar. And if you're not having a bar, you're not doing it right. And then, you know, maybe um, we'll just have like a ton of clicks. Yeah. And then, and then they get into the episode and we're like, you know your body the best. And they're like, God damn it. I was here for, I know for it. <laughs> which, which bar though? Did they say which bar? Is because it's like, is it a brand bar where they say the bar <laughs> that they're also sponsored by and paid for this entire thing? Right? Yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantly varied macro nutrients, micronutrients, minerals, vitamins, every single thing that you need to survive will and can get into that body of yours. But just try to constantly vary the sources and we guarantee that the way in which you respond to the sources is going to be the most important part of the conversation and absolutely not the way I respond to them. That's ridiculous and anecdotal. So find your path. Rachel, tell me how my body is going to respond to this. Look at us, two sisters. One of them lives off of milk and cheese products, and the other one is lactose intolerant. Like, I mean, I don't know. Does that help? Like, have we you, have the same genetics. Have you tried a bar, though? Have you, have tried, you a tried a bar? I'm just wondering. <laughs> we love you guys. See you next week. <laughs>